and welcome to the Manic Podcast, Season 3, Episode 4. I'm your host, Liam, and sitting opposite me, through the powers of the internet, he's definitely the thing that goes bump in the night, it's Tobias. I do go bump in the night, and people <laughs> tell me off for it. <laughs> Who? You live alone! <laughs> I know, and every single one of them. <laughs> I like to think you do it, and then a random neighbour just goes, stop it! You're like a bang on the wall with a broom, like an old woman. To be fair, film. that kind of does sound like... My neighbours, to be honest. <laughs> Have they ever banged on the wall with a broom? No, well, no, but certain points in the house are clearly weaker than others. And, like, by the... in the bathroom, I can hear through the wall a lot easier than, like, in here. Oh, really? <laughs> so oh. if they're making a lot of noise, it's it's quite noticeable. And that's weird, because there's a woman who... she lives alone as well. So I don't know what noises she's making. She could actually be banging the wall, asking me to go help her. Help and... me, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> and my answer to that would be a no. <laughs> well, at least have to wait 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> so it is time. our Halloween episode. Ooh. I mean, when this episode goes live, it, Halloween is in just over a week. But because of the way our episodes fall, the film club is actually the closer episode. So no. this is our spoopy episode. Spoopy. I don't know how much you love the word spoopy. No, I'm a grown adult. I do not like spoopy. <laughs> I'm also a grown adult, but with the mind of a child. We know this. <laughs> so spoopy all the way. Oh, sorry, listeners. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna apologise now because if you're hearing what I'm hearing, there's a lot of distortion in this episode. Oh, Hopefully, this won't come through on the actual recording. But I'm having trouble with my laptop, and I'm hearing a lot of. Oh, is it bad still? Yeah, it is a little bit. Do you know what? If anything, it'll just add to the horror. <laughs> it, it won't. It's just adding to the lack of quality. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. Now, as yeah. it is our Halloween episode, we thought we would take a look at some of the genres and subcategories of horror films. Yeah, we are. So there is a whole array. I looked up earlier. There's like between 30 or 40 official. You've got like teen horror. I thought we'd we're skip not, those ones. <laughs> we're not doing every single genre. No, we've basically picked out a good handful of like seven or eight categories and chosen our personal favorite films, top picks from those categories. Yeah, we are. Obviously, we've got our normal segments as well. So fear not, they, they are also here. But we will scatter these throughout the episode. Tobias, do you have a preference on which one you'd like to do first? What, the category or segment? Categories. categories. Um, you know Actually, what? I was going to say, what is your favourite subcategory of horror film? I didn't know you were going to ask me that. No, uh, I, I love vampires. Okay. But I like aliens. Yeah. But I do think one of the scariest ones for me is actually slasher. Because that's just real people. Well, that uh, is handy. That's top of my list. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> because actually, I think when you think of like traditional horror, or at least Halloween films, they are the slashers where a load of load of pesky kids get stuck in a camp with a killer or something, and they they yeah. get hunted down one by one. It, it's kind of like the stereotype of horror films, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You're picking off uh, your victims. I mean, yeah. you've got your also right. Okay, let I'm going to crack on straight straight away with what my favourite is because that's going to help me talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so my favourite slasher is the very first Scream film. I've talked about it before. As I put this, this list together, 
I kind of in my head tried to predict what you would choose for each film. I haven't yeah. like written it down officially, but I made some little mental notes and I outright went Scream will be because you've mentioned Scream is one of your favourite films generally. I I love Scream because whilst it is a bit cheesy, it's self referential. I'll try to say that again. Self referential. I think I said it the same. <laughs> it, right. It takes itself seriously, but it knows the rules. Yeah. It it kind of explains to you, the viewer, whilst also doing it. Yeah. So it cool. kind of says, you know, if a character loses their virginity, they're going to die. The only way to survive some of the, the yeah. basically the trope is you have to be a virgin to survive it. It's always going to be the girl who survives it. Um, but the thing about Scream, which makes it great, is there's two killers. Yeah, twist. Yeah. And that's kind of... It kind of... Oh, I don't want to use the phrase blew my mind, but it did because I am someone who tries to work things out. Yeah. And when it turned out that there were two people, I was like, whoa, I didn't but even consider it, that. Does it not instantly make so much sense, though, to be like, of course, there's two killers. Yes. It makes things so much easier for there to be more than one killer. Yes, because then it doesn't. I mean, up until that point, it's almost like the killer is sort of supernatural because how yeah. are they everywhere? But once you know there's two. And yeah. then it's also fun trying to work out at any given point which one is which. Who's doing it at that moment? Yeah. That's um, true. That's not an element I've thought about, really. Yes, because I rewatch Scream quite a lot. Um, and is, But knowing that, going into Scream 2, I don't think is as good as the first one. Um, but it does still have two, and you're going thinking there's going to be two? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's good. It's good because you can you're looking at everyone, but you're not just looking at a person. You're looking at everyone going, well, who would work with the other? And yeah. it's quite clever. The only problem is when you get to the third one and there is only one killer. Yeah, it's a di- it's a disappointment. It's just like oh. <laughs> but do you? I suppose <laughs> the thing is you go into it still expecting to, so you're just trying to figure that out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but fourth one back to two. And I think that's one thing that the Scream franchise does. It knows, and I should imagine they're making a they're making a fifth one now. If there's not two, <laughs> they haven't learned their own lesson. Well, that's the fifth. One, um, there'll be five killers. Oh no, that's too much. That's just... <laughs> too many killers. Uh, yeah, and plus you've got to get to a point there where maybe they're not working to together, and one of the killers kills off another killer, and that would be his. <laughs> uh, but no, I just love the Scream, the first one especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have talked about it a lot before, so I won't carry on. Yeah. But what about you, Liam? What's okay. your favourite slasher? Well, as I said earlier, when you think of slashes, they are the like the the hallmark of horror films. They're the, the big ones. You think you got yeah. like you know Halloween, Freddy Krueger. I know that's not the name of his film, but you, no. you got your <laughs> you got like your icons of horror, really, haven't you? Yeah. Um, and the, most of the icons do come from the slasher genre. You've got uh, Michael Myers, you got um, Ghostface from Sla- from Scream. Um, yeah. So, and my one is one of the the icons of horror because I actually think one of the most scary things about some of them is the fact that a lot of the time the killers don't talk. Yeah. Like if you look at Halloween, that's not my favorite, but he's a good example of how he doesn't talk. He's just a silent stalker. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite film, I went for one that I have actually seen all of, at least not all of, most of. I've gone for Friday the 13th, generally, because 
that Jason? That is Jason Voorhees. Although technically, as we've done the spoiler, the first one was actually not. It's his mum. Yes. I've not seen any of the Friday the 13th films. Have you not? No, but I've seen Freddy vs. Jason. Not even Jason X, where they're in space now. There's a reason why I've not seen that. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, do you know what? It's not as bad as it sounds, and there's a brilliant scene where he forces someone's face into a sink full of liquid nitrogen. You've told me about that. I'm sure you've probably have. I think we've mentioned that. I've not seen it, so yeah. Um, But yeah, I like it because yes, there's the whole twist in the first one that it is his mum, but actually, then he does become the killer in all the other films, and he there is definitely there is a paranormal element to him, but he is at the heart of it just this bully that's been pushed over the bullied child who's been pushed over the edge basically and the fact he doesn't talk he is just this giant of a man with his hockey mask which in itself has become an icon that just relentlessly goes after someone and Um, i think that's quite cool is there not because we've kind of said although you can have supernatural elements in slashers yeah my favourite ones are the ones where there's actually not a supernatural element. Yeah, well, that's why I'll say that's why I've actually had Friday the Thirteenth as the first film initially mm. because there isn't any supernatural in the first one. It yeah, is, it's just because it does turn out to be the mum. It's grounded. It's from then onwards you then have to go. There's something here because he is dead, and then he gets killed pretty much in every film. That's that's like the slasher trope, really, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. kill off your killer, and then oh, he's back for another one. Um, yes. But no, that one is a good film. I, I just like that he is this wall of a band that just keeps going a bit like Michael Myers. Yes. Yeah. They're not a million miles from each other. No, they're very similar. Yeah. But no, yeah. that is definitely my thing for, for slasher. Um, there's a reason slashers are kind of like the granddad of horror genres in a way. Yeah. I mean, there is just, it is that staple thing of it normally in a slasher, it could be anyone. Yeah, it's nice yeah. that because it, it, there isn't a paranormal element generally, yes. it's just a person who ha- is either unhinged or has just broke. Yeah, and that could be your neighbour. It could be anyone. <laughs> well, you look at you look at like Psycho. Yes. That is just a bloke. And that's the whole point is he is a charming bloke in the films. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, know he, sure. I know he's broken. I know he's yeah. broken. <laughs> yeah. But the whole yeah. point is, he is a ladies' man, and he does get the women to come back with him. That is true. He does do that. And I, that is the thing about slashes, which kind of make them, even though they're all generally quite cheesy, it makes them realistic, because they are just a person. Yeah. And for me, that just makes... I think, as I said, slashes, basically, I think, yeah, ultimately my favourite genre, within the genre. But we've covered it now, Liam. <laughs> now, you mentioned one of your other favourite types of films are vampire films, yeah. which makes it the perfect segue onto the next category, which Sorry. actually is the second one on the list that I've written. Hey! Um, now, shall I go first for this one? Yeah, go for it. Okay, now, when I sat and thought about vampire films, all I could think of was Twilight, and it wasn't an acceptable answer, because no, I don't like the film. Ex- but um, And also, they break vampires. They do. <laughs> Um, and I will say the film that I've gone for actually kind of breaks vampires as well. And you definitely don't consider this as a vampire film, oh. but it is a film full of vampires. I've gone for I Am Legend because it is. They are vampires. Are they? They are. Yeah, they are outright vampires. Yeah. I'm Legend. Yeah. I the thing. Zombies. No, if you Google it, they are. 
they're vampire. It comes under a vampire film. I will be googling it. Yeah, literally, because I googled a list of vampire films. Let me let me have a Google. <laughs> I mean, I can do backup ones if I'm not allowed it. I just never considered that they were vampires because they don't they don't like the sun. They only come out at night. I am legend. I'm just gonna put vampires next to it. Oh. Yeah, you're right. As I said, and that's the thing is because they don't naturally tick the boxes you consider vampire. Because I get how you go, actually, they're more zombie-like. But when you look at them, they don't come out in the sunlight at all. They don't. They, that's a whole plot point that they do not like the light. I, you know what? I've only seen it once. I've really? only seen it once at the cinema. Yeah. Um... For me, I, I ha- I've seen it a couple of times. I saw it at the cinema, and I've got the D- I have got the DVD somewhere. But it's one of those films that. I didn't go into the vampire category thinking this is going to be the film. But when I looked through the list of all load of vampire films to see which ones I had seen, if there was any really good ones I'd forgotten, it was the one that jumped out at me. And I was like, actually, that is a really good film. And the ending is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you think about that scene with the dog. Brutal. No, I don't want to. <laughs> and I know but... it kind of, it doesn't do the traditional vampires. So that's kind of a sin for the vampire yeah. category. But... Yeah, so I, I I will use it, and I've I've kind of done that with a couple another category at some point where I've kind of mixed it up, but it does fit the category. So no, I am legend is my is my film. Okay, right. I I'm having trouble with this one because I've got uh, I've got about three that I want to include, but I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to choose the one, <laughs> um, because I have so many. I have a lot of vampire films, but I think. And this this upsets me because I haven't read it, but there's an article online at the moment about what went wrong with the film. All right. And I'm like, oh, I don't count it as they a film that that's lot, gone though. wrong. They do that a lot with films. And it's sometimes I, it's not necessary. I'm going to go Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, okay, classic. Because it's the vampire. You know, it's... It's the king, really, isn't it? It's Gary Oldman. Brilliant. Winona Ryder. All right, maybe Keanu Reeves isn't top of his game. But on the whole, it's just an iconic film. Um, and one that is just totally rewatchable. Yeah. I I don't think I go a year without watching it. That's fair. I mean, I've seen it uh, more than once, but not loads and not recently. Uh, if I'm having a vampire... Well, I recently did have a vampire day. It's in there. It's got to be included. Yeah. You know? Um I mean, I will give a couple of shout-outs to the other two that I was considering. Uh, Lost Boys, uh, which, again, is a 90s classic. I w- uh, when I made my predictions, Lost Boys was my, my thought. Or am I making it up that you, like, Interview with a Vampire? Is that, I, love, I, I love Interview okay. with a Vampire. And really, Those were the two. Was, um, I mean, Lost Boys is probably third in the list, but it was between Bram Stoker's Dracula and Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. But whereas I can pretty much just put on Bram Stoker's Dracula and enjoy it, I have to be in the mood for Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, it's quite so that's it's why a heavier film, isn't it? It's quite slow. Yeah. But it's also TC. I love a bit of Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> that's Tom that's Cruise true. in a vampire film. Brilliant. No now, there. I will say, I settled on a less traditional vampire film, but when I was looking through it, the other one that almost overtook it, because I realised I have seen a lot of vampire films, but I'm not a huge fan of all a lot of them. But a film I did really like was From Dust Till Dawn. Yes, I, I don't do, own it. D- no, I don't either, to be honest. But the first one, because there's a couple, isn't there? 
There is, but the first one's the only one which counts. It's really <laughs> good. I really like the film. And it's just one of those films that was on telly years ago. And I like on Channel 4 at like 11 at night. I think it was actually like 1 in the morning, actually. And I just shoved it on thinking, I don't really even know what this film's about. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I really like this. I'm going to make a little connection thing here. It doesn't really fit, but I'm going to say it anyway. Because <laughs> uh, I've realised that there's like three connections between vampires and another character. Right. So, George Clooney is in from Dust of Dawn. Yeah. It was the poster for Dust of Dawn that got him cast as Batman. Right. Because Joel Schumacher was on a plane looking at a newspaper, turned the page, and there was the advert picture from Dust Till Dawn and he drew the bat cowl onto George Clooney's face and that's how George Clooney got cast that's pretty cool I yeah. think you've told that story before but it yeah. is a good story but I, I then realised because we've talked about Bram Stoker's Dracula Gary Oldman ended up being Commissioner Gordon yeah in, and uh, now we've got Robert Patterson who's been a played a glittery vampire is now Batman you know what? We've, maybe one day when we have to scrape the barrel, we'll do a, a whole episode about vampire Batman links. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I actually reckon if we think about it, it's probably hundreds. They're probably yeah, probably more. Yeah, they're probably. probably. I'm gonna go to the toilet. Enjoy Tobias. Okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Manic Podcast. Have you signed up and become a patron yet? If you sign up to become a patron, you get exclusive, exclusive content. I mean you're going to be listening to this episode. There'll be a part of this episode that you can't listen to. I mean, that's the thing. You're going to miss a bit. And isn't that going to be frustrating for you? And now, currently, our community Discord is very active. We're playing a lot of Among Us at the moment. I don't know if you know the game. We all have it on our like mobile phones. And we always put the code in into our Discord. And everyone comes along and we have a nice game. So you could actually play Among Us with us. Um, I mean, for one pound twenty, one pound twenty a month, we get a lot of chat. You help uh, shape the podcast. You get to put in little suggestions. We've already had a few suggestions put in on what we could do. Um, but yes, it's very active now. We're sharing news quite regularly. Uh, our our patrons are sharing news. It's all quite active, quite nice, nice little atmosphere going on. I think you should uh, give us a little. Give us a little follow on it. Only £1.20. Definitely worth it. Now, now I've done that little plug. I mean, you'll get another plug. Liam will do a plug later. Let's talk about something horror-based, shall we? Um, I... Actually, let's continue talking about vampires. Because I, I've already said I have a lot of vampire films. One film that I watched recently, I got a lot of flack for just owning. But I bought it. Oh, did I buy it without having seen it? I watched Daybreakers. What's the thought about Daybreakers? Apparently, apparently it's not very good. That's what I've been told. And I got told off for owning it. And I'm like, well, I own a lot of films that aren't actually very good. Why am I getting told off for that one? And then people will give you the list of films that you should own. They didn't ask if I did own them. Just uh, just told me off and told me that that's what I should be watching. But my plan was to have more than one vampire day. And actually, because people moaned at me so much, I never did have the other vampire day. Liam's back now and he's doing a little dance. Here's Mandy. I uh, did two things. One, I talked about vampire films. And the other thing was I plugged the podcast. That they're listening to? Yeah. Well, no, no. 
No, no. Uh, the uh, I didn't mean podcast. I mean patron. I was going to say, because if they're listening to it, they know about it. Yeah, no, no. I meant the patron. Oh, that's cool. That makes sense. And that's good. I, point, I pointed out that we uh, now put the link in for when we're playing Among Us and they could join us. That is true. Yeah. It's a bit all fun. All fun and games. Are we doing a segment now? Yeah, what one do you want to do? Shall we do? Because I've just talked about the patron. Oh, exclusive! Exclusive! Some of you aren't going to listen to this now. Some of you aren't going to hear it. And you're going to be so frustrated because we're going to be talking about that badger again. Oh, a magical knife-wielding badger. Oh, and the question you have to ask yourself is if he's magical, why does he need a knife? And you won't know if you don't pay the, the money. Yeah, exactly. £1.20, people. £1.20. So this podcast is about to get super exclusive in three, two, one. Wow. Wow. That badger, eh? Oh, he's got oh. all the knives. Oh, my God. No thanks for about. Do you know what? No I'm, I'm glad that he explained why he had knives and magic. It was important. You know what? I'd hate to be the person who hadn't paid patron and you know, would not find that information you know out. If if you'd missed out the patron and you just heard that intro and that outro, I'd feel like you'd watch Lost, but only season one and the last season. Oh, no, you don't want to do that. You want to watch all the middle stuff. Yeah, yeah definitely. You'd be like, what happened to the polar bear? <laughs> <laughs> He's a main character, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So we the last category we did was a vampires. So the next yeah, category, quite a natural step over, we're going to do creature features. Which could easily involve vampires, but we thought that vampires have enough films and TV series to warrant their own category in this. So creature features, any monster film or creature film, nice and simple. Cool. Yeah, you go first. Right. I am going for one of my favourite films that comes into the supernatural horror brand. It. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Wow. You weren't apparently you were surprised by that. You weren't expecting that one out there. I wasn't. I love I it. I don't know what I would this is one I didn't predict for you to be honest. Alright. Yeah, I hadn't even considered it. Because yeah. my mind forgets he's a monster. He's not a clown. He's not. My mind but because he looks human as a clown, I know he's a weird shaped human, but my mind forgets that he isn't. He turns into a half spider thing. Eh? His mouth is that big, weird, lighty teeth thing. Yeah, and just sliver everywhere. But <laughs> yeah, but okay. no, he's like an alieny supernatural thing. Yeah, uh, and so I am thinking the first film more than the second film. If I'm just choosing a film. Yeah, I think it was a solo film. You can obviously say the, the series, but yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it it's a really yeah. good one. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, oh, now good. I said earlier that. Obviously, my vampire one was a little off color for the for the. It kind of just fits the criteria. Let's be honest; it was a disappointment. That's what it was. <laughs> now this one, it, it's same in the same way of the film doesn't have a singular monster, right? But if anything, this film ticks the box too much because I think this film has every monster in it, as this is Cabin in the Woods. Yes. They're genuine monsters. They're not I fake. I literally watched it just like last week. Did you? Or maybe the week before. It's yeah. It's, it's, yes, there are supernatural elements to it, but obviously there are in creature features. Yes. Um, yeah, and I was thinking, what film have I seen? I've seen like some of the classic Frankensteins. I've seen, I've seen like the werewolf. I've seen loads of them. I've seen the mummy. But 
none of them really tick the box enough for me. But this one's got everything in it. Like ju- yeah. this film for me gets this category just because of the elevator scene. Yes, when that's this, what brings everything in. Yeah, that is, when the security yeah. guards are all just standing in that little hallway and all like six elevators open at once, and it just is mayhem. Because that's a great scene to keep pausing and rewatching. Yes, and you know what? That I literally did. I paused yeah. it because I wanted to see what things I could see. Because actually, Pennywise is in it. Is he? Yeah, he's one of them. Brilliant. It's the same with. It's not as good because that is really the the big impressive scene. But when you first see all the little cubes that they're being held in yeah. at a distance. That's another one to pause because they're not all in the rest of the film. They're just going to show you bits here and there. But that elevator yeah. is brilliant. So yeah, this wins for me because it's got all of the creatures in it. <laughs> Actually, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but a meme from Cabin in the Woods gets used quite a lot recently because oh, of 2020 and everything's going wrong. Um, because, you know, recent, was it in September they found uh, potential life in Venus? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so someone literally then captured the meme of the guy with the whiteboard where he's pointing with all the list of the things going, right, did anyone have aliens for September? <laughs> and yeah. It's like, yeah, it's pretty good, yeah, because they have like a, a Deadpool on it, don't they? Yeah, so, um, yeah. Yeah, so that, that was my one for Cabin in the Woods. Now, Cabin in the Woods does also have some paranormal elements to it, so that's going to smooth that's going to segue us onto our next category, which is Ghost films, films about hauntings, apparitions, spectres. Yes. What is your all-time ghostly film? Okay. Now, I had to debate this because technically, when you watch the franchise, it's not a ghost. But as far as you really know, in the first film, it is a ghost. So I'm going to go for the first Paranormal Activity. That's fair. Because I think as long as in the the film itself, that is what you are led to believe. Yes, and it's freaky. It's freaky yeah. because obviously they film it and everything's from camera point of view. Yeah. But when you see things like, because it's mostly in the bedroom, when you see like the footprints and it's it's so, when you're watching it, you're watching for anything. You're just watching so intently what may happen. Uh, I just love the first one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a really I like other ones in the franchise, but it loses it. It becomes very very pointed at just that family it stops being it couldn't happen to anyone it really only could happen to them yeah um whereas when you're watching the first one it could just be in your house and that's just freaky and that is kind of what makes it scary obviously as you go along they're like actually this is a specific family and there's a reason for it there's a cult involved and but yeah the first film is genuinely creepy because you are just like this poor family yes Oh, yeah, that's really good. Cool. What's yours then? Right. Well, you know what's better than one ghost? Two ghosts. And you know what's better than two ghosts? 13 Three? ghosts. Oh, you've mentioned this before. I, I love one? it. Do you know what? It's genuinely, it's probably not the best ghost film in the world, but I really like it. You I just, probably talked about it in the last Halloween podcast. I probably did. Yeah. Because much yeah. like you talk about Scream every now and then, this is my go to like random fun horror film. I just really like yeah. it. it it does creep me out because there is a couple of the 13 ghosts which are quite creepy. But yeah, but yeah, I really like the film. It's got Matthew Lillard in it um, as well as other people. Uh, <laughs> but apparently he's the only one who counts. <laughs> he's the one I always remember from it. Um, but it's just 
again, it's a film I randomly saw on telly one day and was like, oh, wow, this is brilliant. Yeah. And then was like, I need to buy this film because it's just such a good film. And yeah. to be honest, I, I'm working I, I'm working through a, f- a film every day or so at the moment, sometimes two day, films a day to kind of make up for it. Yeah. Um, but they're all films I haven't seen before. But I will have to try and fit 13 Ghosts in somewhere because I, I just love it. I do really love it. Yes. Yes. Hey, Tobias. Yeah. Shall we do one of our regular yeah. segments? Oh, it's a regular segment. Right. Which one do you want? Which one do you want, man? Oh, surprise me. And thing is, I can't see your screen at the moment. So if you pull no. the hat out, I wouldn't know. To be honest, the screen has gone really weird. Even yeah. I'm juddery on my screen now. Uh, my, I'm not juddery on mine, but you are not moving. Every now and then you update. Yep, that's what's happening to me. So hopefully, <laughs> I mean, I can, I can hear it fine. Oh, yeah, same here. So uh, I think, uh, right, what we're going to have here, Liam, is character battle. Yeah, I, I, I think something may have fallen out of the hat. Oh, no. Uh, no, I think we've got everything. Well, whatever. <laughs> we, we've got enough of a battle. That's what we've got. Right, so um, hang on. Shuffly, 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 shuffly. Right, regular listeners should know what's going on here. We pull two characters out of the hat. This this season, they're all bad guys. And we decide who's going to win in a fight. So, this is Liam's character. We say that. It never works out like that. Um, oh, okay. Liam, your yeah. character is Pinhead from Hellraiser. Uh, perfect for this. Yeah, right. Now, my character is... Oh, I think we should swap. But, no, okay. The White Walker from Game of Thrones. Question. Do you mean generally the White Walkers or the Night King? I meant the Night King. I, mean, I said the White Walkers in the one. Like the okay, main guy. Yeah, the, main, cool. the main dude. Because actual White Walkers seem to be pretty easy to kill now once you know how to do it. Well, to be fair. But yeah, but the Night King is generally a, quite a, a scary opposing figure. Yes. Right. But we also got Pinhead, who likes who... to be tortured. That's true. And you know what? The P- Pinhead was not killed by a small girl. No, that's n- with a knife. No, yeah. that's true. That is true. That is true. Um, they look quite impressive going up against each other. Yeah, because the thing is, I reckon the Night King would be on the back of a dead dragon. Well, no, we've not included it. I've not included the, that no, he's got the, a dragon. No, the dragon is not allowed to fight. The, no, he's the, not. The, the dragon is just there for the entrance. Because, <laughs> you know, an impressive like... entrance. This is like a video game, like Soul Calibur, interesting, like, entrance. You know, Pinhead is literally the, the box just sitting on the floor, and it kind of clicks into the place, and then he pops out. Yeah. And then you hear a screech as as the Night King is landed on a dragon. That's quite a cool intro, though, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Why have we not been doing well, cool intros for all of these characters? Because <laughs> you've only just thought of it, and that's it's, this one's a good one. This one's a good one. Yeah, we we may have to go back and think about the other fights and go. What? What? How would that work? <laughs> I think this is something from now on. We'll do cool entrances as well. Yeah, cool. Uh, right. I, do, I mean, I am instantly leaning towards Pinhead. Yes, but at the same time, I'm just going to say we haven't seen him fight. No one's actually physically attacked him. How True. does he? Ba- how does he battle? But he's already dead. He's not like alive. Yeah, he's got pins in his head. It's yeah. insane. But. Ha- I mean, we. What does he do? I've actually just realised this. What actually does he do? 
if he went up and punched, well, you wouldn't want to punch him in the face because he's full of pins. You could punch him in the body a lot. The thing is, though, if you like stabbed him, he'd like it. He'd like anything you did to him that caused pain. Exactly. So you can't, you can't win. He you can't kill actually, him because he will just come back. That's true. He's just actually indestructible. This is going to be interesting for future rounds, isn't it? The only, uh, the only thing is, yeah, generally don't come up against just him. Even when he is on his own, he's followed quickly by other Xenobites. That is true. Or is it Cenobites? Cenobites. It's Cenobites. You know, but like Cenobun. <laughs> no. <laughs> so similar. Uh, um, that yeah. is a problem. He is technically in himself invulnerable. But, yeah. And we have witnessed the Night King die at the hands of a child. That is true. That didn't go in I his mean, way. she is a badass, but still. Yeah, it was. And actually, I don't think she was that sneaky. No, we saw it coming. Yeah, she, she, she <laughs> basically ran at him. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would be an instant, like... Pinhead would be like, you're now dead. I think there'd be something happen. There'd be a bit of a, a battle somehow. I reckon it'd be one of those battles where the Night King is trying to be all physical and... <gasps> what? 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 The Night You've King a... can, t- can turn the dead onto his side. Pinhead's already dead. Oh, no. But he's conscious. It's not like a zombie. He's yeah, not dead, but, dead. But he is, yeah, but we don't know the rules of the Night King's powers on something that is undead. Does that mean that we're going to make them up now? <laughs> I don't think we can. We have to work with the facts that we know. But the point is, he can raise the dead, which makes me think he would have a bit more of an upper hand, a bit more of an advantage to the point of not instant death. But I do still think I'm leaning towards Pinhead. I I know this is the wrong approach, but I want Pinhead to win. I want Pinhead to go yeah. forward. Yeah. Uh, My but... problem is, if we're saying he's invulnerable, I feel like he's already won it, all of it. No, be... not necessarily, because like Freddy Krueger's in a future round. If he comes up against Freddy Krueger, you've got a different scenario there. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. But and White actually, Walk- the Night King has been killed once and stayed dead. Yeah, White Walk- the what? Uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Please don't make me laugh. It hurts too much. Honestly, I can't deal uh, with it. I'll, I'll kill. Well, he... Yeah, he looks ominous. He looks cool. But he got killed very easily. Whereas Pinhead keeps coming back keeps coming back yeah because actually they don't kill him they just trap him back in the box and uh, to be honest the night king isn't the trapping kind he isn't really yeah so actually i say the white walker ghost king whatever night whatever i don't care the the only (laughs) way i'd be willing to change my outlook on this is if jrr martin confirmed that the night king's abilities could could turn cenobites onto his side but technically they're not dead they are some of them are dead, but generally the higher level ones are just like demons. Yeah. I th- I think uh, Pinhead advances yeah. to the next round. No, I fully agree with you. And thus concludes today's character battle. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that wasn't exclusive. That Anyone could hear that. Because we're that. generous people. And you'll know how you know that wasn't exclusive. Apart from the fact you could hear it, there was no badges in yeah. it. No, not a badger insight. And we know that if a badger had come up against Pinhead, Pinhead wouldn't have stood a chance. No, that's true. Because this is a magical badger with knives. (laughs) And maybe a flamethrower every now and then. (laughs) When when he's not wielding the knives, yeah. Right, so our next category we're going to move on to is apocalyptic films. 
Ah, okay. Now, this is not zombie films. This is a film where where a contagion breaks out and now there are zombies. That is its own category. So this is just generally films about maybe huge disasters which, disasters which bring an end to things or just generally change the world in the way we know it. Does that make sense? Yeah. You go first. Shall I go first? Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> the film I have gone for this, and the way I justified this to you earlier about my ruling on this category, is in films and TV, normally your baddie says they're going to bring on the apocalypse, and then the good guy says, aha, but then that'll kill you too. And the bad guy's logic is no, because when I say apocalypse, I just mean I'm going to end life as you currently know it. If you're going to go where I think you're going to go. Bring a new... I'm going for the day after tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Because it's an apocalypse in the sense of the world is ruined. Yes. And there are no zombies in sight. No. (laughs) And again, it's just one of those films that as soon as I thought of this category, I was thinking... Because I knew what I meant by this category, I went straight for that film. Because it is. The world freezes over and everyone has to change the way they live. And that is a yes, pretty, pretty accurate, an accurate way. I suppose there'd be some alien films would kind of fit into this category because when they're like terraform the earth and stuff and do their own stuff with it. But for me, this day after tomorrow is scary because in a way, in an extreme, it's a scenario which I'm not saying it can happen like the film instantly, but it's not a hundred miles away from a realistic concept. Yeah. Yeah, well, and actually, it is, it is it quite scary. A warning of exactly. The, yeah, and I just really like the film. For me, it's the scene where they're in like the town hall, and you see everything freezing as it comes to them. Yeah, that is pretty scary. So that is my apocalyptic film. Okay, my apocalyptic film okay. is going to be controversial. I feel. Oh no! But I'm gonna. Well, it's, it's right. I mean, it is right. But when you right, when you class the apocalyptic film, do you need to see the apocalypse itself happen, or can it no. just be set after? No. Oh, in that case, the Matrix. Oh wow, clever! Yeah, okay, it is. It is yeah. post post apocalyptic. We destroyed the Earth. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I love Matrix. It's one of my favourite films. It's one of my holy trinity of films. Um, and I actually, I can honestly say I've only thought about it while sitting here because I did not have an answer. Oh, I know you didn't. And, <laughs> and then I went, that's post-apocalyptic. That is it. Yeah. I mean, it's post, it's set in the future. At some point there was a massive war. The machines won and all humankind have basically been driven underneath the world. Yeah, no, it, it, it makes sense because yeah. it is after an end time event. Yes. Another film that I did consider, but it's not as good, and I know some people really don't like it, but some people really like it, was Bird Box. Just because of the way the film... I actually don't think it's impressive enough to make the list, but the idea of like that scene where she kind of watches her sister drive herself into like a wall or something, yeah. and the world basically breaks down. Yes. And it, yeah. it, it just follows the idea that people have to change the way they're living permanently. Yeah. Basically, almost like 2020. <laughs> I actually was thinking that. Do you know what? The fair. film 2012 was, was wrong. Yeah. They went the wrong route with that film. They should yeah. make another one called 2020. They totally should. It's, they have. It's called the BBC News. 
Uh, okay, so Terrific we're going from one type of apocalypse to another now. We are going to the zombies, zombie apocalypse, and just general zombies. Now, this one, there is an abundance of films. If anything, maybe a bit of an oversaturation of options. But I have a problem, okay. because I don't like zombie films. Fair. So, actually, it's harder for me to choose. Okay. So, can I go first? You can indeed. Because I will have less options than you will for this. Oh, yeah, if you happen to choose the one I'm thinking of. I might actually, do. You might, I do, might because do. I know it's a good one. Then yes, you go first. I definitely have things I can fall back on. Um, Zombieland. Oh, okay. No, I just that was one of my top options, but I didn't go. With I, it. I knew it would be because you just recently watched the sequel. Yeah, and I will say I really like Zombieland because it's not oh, this really stereotypical outbreak. Uh, everyone's dying. It's quite a fun film. That's that's the key point there because normally, I mean, we we are massive fans of the Walking Dead TV series, and yeah. it is all quite morbid and serious. It's very rare that anyone has any sort of fun. Yeah. Um, but Zombieland, for what it is, they kind of enjoy themselves. <laughs> yeah, they they really do, and I, yeah. I fully agree. It's a brilliant film. It was my basically basically my second choice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's brilliant. Have you seen the sequel? Not yet, no. I couldn't remember if you had or not. Um, it, I just like the rules that he, he makes. And that's kind of the concept. That's how you introduce to him, isn't it? Of yeah. like all his like little rules. No, really good, really good film. Now, okay, now the one I've gone for, I, I did think could have been your option. Because we all have right. discussed it before, I think, in one of the previous episodes briefly. Um, okay. So I have gone for 28 Days Later. Fair enough. No, it's actually not one of my favourites. Only because it was one of the first proper zombie films I saw by choice. It wasn't just like randomly on. I mm. sat down to watch it. I really like Robert Carlyle in it. Yeah. But, right, this I can explain in two steps why I don't really like that film. Okay. Not It's not that I don't like the film, but why it wouldn't be my choice. Okay. One, I find zombie films quite depressing. And two, I find British films quite depressing. I will say 28 Days Later is pr- very depressing. When you combine zombies yeah. and British together, <laughs> you've just got a grey yeah. zombie film. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually agree. It is. It's definitely one of them. It's definitely one of the more dark films, but not like just super dark. It is depressing. It is quite slow. But yeah. I liked it because I just, I just think they're, it's a good film. They're talking about a third film. Are they? Yeah, because, well, I guess it must be years. Well, it could be. Considering the time that it's been, I should imagine they'll go for the years. 28 years would make sense because of the time. If they did months now, that feels a little bit of wasted opportunity. Yeah, they should have already done. I might rewatch them at some point, because actually I haven't seen them for a while. Yeah. So there, 28 Days Later is my option for zombie films. Yeah. Right, we have two more categories left, so... Do you want to do them straight away and get them done out of the way? Or do you want to do another ca- do our final segment? Let's do the final segment, shall and we? And we'll end on the fi- two categories. So the final two categories yeah. are last-minute ads for us. And one That's of them you fine. don't actually know about. Oh, good. Then I definitely haven't got something for it. Right. <laughs> but it's something I know you'll be, able to, you'll be able to talk about. Cool. Well, let's do our next and final segment, which is... Casting Couch! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been following season three, you'll know that this season we are recasting who we would like to see in The Lord of the Rings if it was made now. Yeah, we are. Uh, Now, so far we've been dealing with the Fellowship of the Ring, but we're going to space them out a bit. So we've actually got a different sort of character today. Uh, Today we are casting Gladriel. 
We who are was played, huh? I said we are indeed. We are indeed uh, previously played by Kate Blanchett. I believe that was the first film I saw her in. I don't think I knew her before Lord of the Rings. It pretty makes sense for me as well, actually. Yeah. Now, for the previous ones, I'd made a point of googling like the book descriptions of the character. Yeah. I tried for Galadriel, and I cannot find one at all. Really? No, she's not like, made up for the film, is she? No, she's definitely from the books. But actually, well, a lot of the time when she's she's when she's first introduced in the books, they simply describe her as one of the most powerful of her kind, and yeah. one of the, one of the oldest and most powerful of her kind. And that's basically the way they go with her. More of like this legendary element, not. They don't really go for the physical description. They do make little comments here and there about about her appearance, about just being a striking image. But they don't go into the descriptions like they have done with like Gandalf or Frodo or anything like that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So we, I do only have the the film version okay. that we all know to base on. All right. Uh, well, I have about three options. How many do you have? I have two options, definitely. Do you want to go first? Yes, you... shall I? Shall I go with my, yeah, my you... main number one choice? Go for it. I went on the idea of... Galadriel's quite an imposing character. She's she's really nice for most of the film, but then does that, that scary thing where she basically screams. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So I went for this striking image. I've gone for Lena Headey. Oh, okay. Because we know she can play like a queen. She can play that like regal visage and then lose her temper she can do that and i i can she is my number one option because literally the moment you announced this i was like cersei cersei lannister right there but with long hair and looking all sexy you know what actually that's quite a good choice because one thing that i find with kate blanchett and lena heady they're both quite cold yeah they they have this cold thing about them but i think lena heady is slightly less cold than Kate Blanchett, but yeah, I maybe. fully get what you mean, and that's probably yeah. why she was the first thing up to my mind instantly. Yes, to the point of literally, I I got the message from you, and then instantly opened up notes and went, "Better put this down, or I forget it exists." <laughs> but yeah, Lena Headey is my first option, and she is my best choice. And I don't know how you feel about my second choice. Okay, it's Shia LaBeouf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... he said he dyes hair blonde for it. It's fine. Uh, my. I'm not sure if it's my first choice now because I've thought of someone else. My choice that I was bringing to the table, whatever, was someone who actually I do quite like, but I do think can be quite cold. Right. I'm going to go with Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. I considered her, but one, I really don't like her. Um, Okay. (laughs) Two, I wasn't sure she hadn't somehow been in Lord of the Rings somewhere. She hasn't been. Ah, fair play. I, I, I don't really uh, like Gwyneth Paltrow generally, though. But you see, that kind of works. So I don't really like Gladriel. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That is a but visually, fair. I thought she fits quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she hasn't got... Oh, uh, how do I say that? I don't know if she's got a regal thing to her. No, or not. she's got more of a self-righteous kind of element. Yeah. Uh, and I believe she's not easy to work with. That's fine. I imagine that works for Galadriel. Yeah. But, no, so Gwyneth Paltrow is my okay. first choice. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I can see it. I just don't like her. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they can't cast her. No, that's... <laughs> Otherwise, she'd have no career. Yeah, actually, quite. this is a little bit topical at the moment because it's just coming out now. 
apparently how difficult to work with uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in for Marvel. Really? Yeah, apparently he's been quite a diva through it out all, but they've kind of kept it all under wraps. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Well, my second option, and I will say I came up with someone and then went, I don't think you look quite right for the role, and replaced them with Emily Blunt. Oh, you see someone else I don't like. Do you know what? Uh, again, Emily Blunt is the casting fa- the fan favourite for for fan castings of Galadriel. Is she really? Yeah, because when I, I Googled both, the first time I've ever done this in the history, I Googled both of these people to make sure they hadn't already been in it. And literally Fair. I typed, has Emily Blunt been in Lord of the Rings? And what I got up was, um, it's a site called something like Your Casting, or it's basically yeah. where people do their own fan casting. And she is the number one option for Galadriel. That's not my idea. Yeah, again, she does have this kind of cold element to her, but in a positive way. Um, I'm not necessarily the huge, the hugest, the biggest Emily Blunt fan, but I don't dislike her like I, I, I would say I do with Gwyneth Paltrow. So she is my number one choice. I will, when you're done, and just let you know who my final, my, my one, well, I cancelled out was, but I'll let you announce yours first. Likewise, because I said I kind of have three. I've got someone who I'm now putting forward yeah, and someone who actually weirdly was my very first choice and has just kept getting pushed down the the ladder as I came up with other people. Uh, so the, my second option, I do think is my preferred option. Right. Charlize Theron. Oh, uh, she's quite in vogue at the moment. Uh, people seem to like her, but I find her quite cold and distant. I fully, fully get that. Mm. I, I like her more than Gwyneth Paltrow. I, you see, I've seen Gwyneth Paltrow in a lot more things, but I don't tend to gravitate towards things that Shelley's Theron's in, not no. normally. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say Shelley's Theron, and I think she's actually for me in my head the yeah. closest to the Gladriel that we saw in the previous films. I think so, actually. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty good. Okay, yeah. so those are our, our four official. We've got Shalice uh, Theron, Gwyneth Paltrow, Lena Headey, and Emily Blunt are our four officials. Actually, I think they're four. They're, they're four quite if any of them actually got it, you go, okay, cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, obviously, when this episode goes live, you will be able to vote over on Twitter on a poll, which yeah, we'll will. put up. Maybe on time, I maybe will. not. But, you know, maybe. that's how we roll. That's how I... we roll. I've been getting better. I have yeah, been getting that, a little bit better. That's how we roll. Yeah. So you'll be able to vote on who you think should be Galadriel. Now, my original second choice, yeah. I pushed out just because I didn't think she was quite right for the role. And it was actually Brie Larson. Because I actually think she's too uh, short. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be honest, she's someone who might work with one of the other female characters. And, uh, um, I was thinking generally she'd be more... If anything, she'd be more um, the made-up one from Hobbit. Oh, oh I see. Toriel. Toriel. Toriel, yeah. Because yeah. she's she's more action-y. I get that. Uh, nothing to do with Lord of the Rings, but would you like my little fact that I may have shared in a podcast before about Brie Larson? Yes, currently. please. If you've had it before. Did, did you hear about, apparently, the contract that she signed with Marvel now? No. She's got it. So going forward from Phase 4 onwards... She is the one who now gets top billing in any group film. Really? She is the new she's the new Robert Downey Jr. She will always get top billing. Oh, but I just don't think her character is big enough. 
Well, I think they're going to make like that. It. Yeah, Captain Marvel's going to be like basically the new I mean, lead. Captain going Marvel forward. is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. That's why they were like, "We'll bring you in last minute in the game." <laughs> yeah, because otherwise she could have ended the game. Um, I had one more option. Who okay. was the first person I thought of? Then I thought of Gwyneth Paltrow, and she went down. Okay. Then I thought of Charlie Theron, and she went out. Okay. Because I don't think she's right. I actually think she's possibly too old now, even. But Kate Winslet. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Had to even consider that, but yeah. Well, she was my first choice. I don't okay. really know why. She's the first one that's <laughs> off my head. Yeah. Yeah, and she just kept getting pushed down. I did have someone else, so technically I had four, but I'm not going to name her okay. because I think I'm going to bring her out for the next female we do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Lord of the Rings. There's not many. <laughs> no, there is not big female characters. No. But, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's casting oh, challenge. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Woo-hoo. Okay, so we're going to come into our final two horror yes. seg- horror categories. The first one is something we added last minute, but you are aware of. And, and then one, I'm not one is an on the spot one, but it'll be one I think you'll be probably do better with than this first one. So the first okay. one is found footage films, and the yes. definition I'm working on that is any film that is main concept is filmed like through a handheld camera, security cameras, a laptop camera. So basically, it doesn't matter if there is the odd scene that isn't through it, but as long as the majority of the film, the main concept is through a lens of some form. Okay. Right. I will say I don't really like found footage. No, that's fair. It, I find it quite an irritating that's genre. Um, it can be, can't it? Yes. Now I will say, not knowing what your earlier ones were, I thought you'd you'd add, you'd put um. Uh, what's it called paranormal activity for this one because it is through cameras. no because yeah but i think of it more as the ghost film than yeah See, i wasn't sure if you would lead towards that one because of the occult element later on yeah yeah i get that um are you, am i going first or are you can do first? i've got one option but I, I do know other ones well right i'm just gonna because i've watched a lot of netflix because found footage films are quite easy to make, there's, there's so there's so many and they're so bad. But I said uh, I am also allowing like things through like an eye a webcam, so like any the unfriended's kind of work as well. Yeah. So stuff that's all like technological. As long as it's through a lens, we'll work. We'll work it. Well, I I actually have technically more than one option, but. Okay. I have two by that. I mean, I've got two. <laughs> uh, but the one I'm going to go for, I believe, started the trend. Okay. I reckon we got the same one. Uh, well, do you want to say it? And do you want me to choose my second option in that case? Shall I say what mine is? Because I have got the one. And if it's the same one, then we'll get yours to hear a second option. Yeah, go for it. I've gone for Cloverfield. That's not the one that started it. Oh, cool. I, know, I know what you've got. Oh, no. I know what you've yeah. gone for. Yeah. I cool. went for that only because... I really like the fact it is all through. I, it's actually a found footage that, yes, it's a shaky film, but I do like the fact it's through the camera and you don't see it, the thing until very last minute. And even then it's not clear. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I saw it at the cinema. Oh, I did. Uh, I, I, it was, I can tell you that the audience weren't on side with it. Oh, really? It, it, there was a very negative energy coming out of that film. People oh, just weren't that impressed. So I actually really do like the film, but I get the negative. Um, I do actually quite like the film. I own it. Um, I But what it does make me do is 
because it's a different for like it's kind of like a Godzilla type film. Oh, it's but yeah. from the street level. Yeah. But I then kind of want them to do a sequel where it's from the president's level. I kind of want to see that you want, it, a, like, you a, proper, want a, like a Godzilla style Cloverfield. Yes. Because yeah. actually, but, the, the the Clover thing, monster, whatever it is, is quite impressive. And I will say, I haven't seen any of their other universe films. Oh, I have. I, have I own. I own Ten Cloverfield Lane, and I've seen the one in space. Okay. To be honest, the one in space is a waste of space. But Ten Cloverfield Lane is supposed to be all right. Is well, it is. It is actually quite a good film, but they do show kind of shoehorn the Lincoln. Okay. It's kind of like you could have that film and it'd be nothing to do with Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah. But that seems to be their theme. They're doing all these films and they're just linking it all together. But I think they sh- could all be individual films and not have anything to do with each other at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. No, that's fine. But the, f- the film that I'm going to go with is one that I saw at the cinema and I didn't really enjoy it at the cinema, but I watched it again in the last couple of years, and I think I appreciated it more. Okay. And it is The Blair Witch Project. Okay, yeah. I, that makes sense when I thought about your sentence of it's the one that started it. Yeah. Yeah. I have never seen Blair Witch. Oh. Uh, I've, I've never seen Blair Witch Project. I've played the game that came out like, the other year, which okay. is creepy and unenjoyable because it's too creepy. I, right. My issue with the Blair Witch Project is it's, you know, this whole thing of about suspense. Yeah. The problem is it, it takes too much time with nothing actually happening. Yeah. People just getting lost in a wood and it's like, all right, if you were actually there physically yourself, it would be creepy. Yeah. But you're just watching people not knowing where they're going. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean the That's clips not... I've seen of it don't make me want to watch it, but I will at some point because it's an iconic cult classic. I won't say what the ending is, but it's the ending that makes it iconic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because it has a particular ending, and when you realise what's happening, it makes you go, "Oh." <laughs> and again, it's what... one I will watch. There's a second one as well, isn't there? There's a Blair Witch uh... too. There's there's a second one, which is a direct sequel, and there's a remake. Oh, really? Yes, and I think I've watched them all now, because I think they're all on Netflix, I believe. Now, the remake, is it literally a remake of the first film? As in, no. is it worth watching because it's aged better? Uh, it's newer. It's definitely newer. Yeah. Um, I would say, realistically, you'd want to watch them all in order. Okay. You'd want to watch them in order, then forget the second one ever happened. Uh... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, the sequel's not great. I will watch the the proper the original at some point because I know how famous it is. Yeah. It's just one that's never made me go, I want to sit and watch this. But I will at some point. Yeah. Yeah, no, the second. To be honest, it should, really, I should have put it in my list, my, my box of films for. You should have. Do you know what? Do you know yeah. what? Right, right now, Let's I'm going to write Blair Witch. And I'm going to rip that off and put that in the box. And right, look, there you go. I'm adding that to my box. I'll pop that upstairs and put that in when I go to the toilet next. Cool. Because actually, I should watch it, and it's ideal for one I haven't seen before. Yeah. Okay, so that is found footage. Yeah. They're two pretty good films, actually, from like the classic side of it. Right now, the last film is it is one of the official categories, but it's not the official titling, so I'm technically opening it up a bit more, so there's more option. I have gone for gore slash shock. 
So films that work on their shock value, like okay, yeah, yeah, okay. My my worry is that you've put it in so that you can say a particular film, right? No, I haven't. All right, haven't because I haven't planned this that much. So you don't know what you're choosing, or do you? Oh, I do know what I'm choosing. I definitely know what I'm choosing. Right, you you give what you're choosing. Okay, my one is a film that I have not finished watching because I spoke to you about it and I was like. I can't do any more of this film right now. Okay. I have put in the A to Z of death. Oh, okay. Because it is so out there. The whole point is, it is 20... I was about to say how many, but it's the alphabet. Um, <laughs> it's literally 26 stories where 26 writers were each given yeah. a random alphabetical word, each with, obviously, only one letter, because it's one letter of the alphabet each. Yeah. And they then have to write any short horror st- story they want around that word. So, like, B could literally be balloon. It's not, but it could be balloon. They then have to work from that and make a story. And some of them are really good and innovative. Some of them are in-your-face, shock-value gross. And I got, I think, about M. and was like, I don't know if I need the rest of this film. And if I do, it's not right now. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that is because that is pure shock-value. But I like the concept of getting a collection collective of writers to create this almost like an anthology of stories yeah okay well you have told me about that before and yeah. i'd forgotten about it is it on netflix no i uh, when i i rented it from amazon you rented it and you couldn't get through it i couldn't i couldn't no it oh, was it was it wasn't like i was grossed out but some of the stories are Shock value. I mean, I've told you about one of them. I'm not going to yeah. go to it on the podcast. But some of them yeah. are shock value without being gore. And it's like, I need time away from this if I'm ever. And they made a second one, which does intrigue me because obviously the content, you could make millions of those films. You just have yeah. to keep coming up with different words. It's a kind of challenge I can see us doing for TikTok. Like, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, literally, we'll just yeah. do an alphabet challenge and each do a video on A. You know, choose a word. Right. And we both have to. So we could go like, we'll we'll do angels, and then see what video we do for. In fact, we should probably do that. Okay, maybe we that's should. quite a good idea. But no, <laughs> A to Z of of death is my film because it made me go no. <laughs> okay. Fair. Fair. Right now, obviously, you have just sprung this on me. I have. So I, I've got two ways to go with this. Okay. But they might both be a bit disappointing. Because you you obviously had that you have that film which is very shocking. It is. I don't have. For a start, I don't really get shocked by things. No, but I mean, I you could go from it. On the are we okay? We are we choosing seen... something that we like or something that just is that we've seen? Because it's the last minute one, you could go either. I right. think the way to approach it to make your decision is a film that might have a particular scene in it which you can go. This was designed for a shock. Right. Okay, I've got it. I can tell you now it's not because I like it. Okay. I do not like the film. But The Human Centipede Part 2. <laughs> yes, I mean, I have not seen either of the Human Centipede films. I've seen all three. I didn't know there were three. Uh, forget the third one. I and honestly, what, what I would say about the three films individually, the first one, for what it is, it is gross. But the first one, I think, does stand up as a horror film in its own right. Well, okay. And actually, to the point, I would probably watch it again. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've heard enough about the first film to know it's, it works for itself. The second film, part of me wants to watch it again. Not because I enjoyed it. I actually really, really didn't enjoy it. But I've got the scenes in my head, and I'm like, am I imagining that now? Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is gross. I don't, to the point of, I don't really want to discuss no. it on the podcast. No, don't. It's just, it's just got things that are disgusting. Uh, it got banned from quite a few countries. Yeah. Uh, but then, like everything, everyone kind of went lax on it because there was so much more interest in it. And in that case, I went, all right, well, when you, if you cut that out, you make it taboo. Yeah, and then people want to see it. Yeah. Which is, I think, honestly, why I saw it. Probably. Uh, but, whereas, right, the first film is... It's a horror film. It's a, a kind of iconic in itself. The second one, there is something kind of clever to it, but it just goes too far. Yeah. The third one is just a bad film. I don't understand what they hoped to achieve with the third one. No. Because it actually isn't gross enough oh, to the third, gross the you third, out. Is the third one the prison one? Yes. Oh, I've heard. I do know about the third one. I thought that it's was rubbish. the second one, though. No, no. Uh, it's it's the third one. The third one. Okay. It's just there's just no. It doesn't do anything. I don't. I don't get it. I just no, don't get that's it. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, yeah. that concludes our basically horror subcategory. Episode, yeah, really. but on quite a low note. <laughs> uh, kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, that, that's kind of how it goes. I would, the only other film I literally wrote down here was, with a question mark next to it, Hellraiser, because I think it's a great film, but I didn't really know where to include it. Likewise. I mean, we just did a whole thing about horror. We didn't really talk properly about, like, Freddy Krueger, right. uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Uh, Hellraiser, they're making a new one. Um. Hellraiser with current effects would be good. Yeah, but they still want the same guy. Cool. He's a, he old now. He old. <laughs> well, there's quite um, a lot of like makeup and prosthetics on Pinhead. We've talked about it. I'm sure I have said it on podcast, but because this is a horror episode, um, they are talking about another Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Uh, and Rob England, who plays Freddy Krueger, basically has his own idea of what they should do. Yeah. And that idea is. He wants. He thinks that every person should see a different Freddy Krueger. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, but he says obviously he would still be the ultimate Freddy Krueger. But all the other, like if you have a dream and Freddy Krueger appears, it'll be someone that you know. Yeah, it's like your version of fear. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. So, yeah, I think it is actually, and that's that would actually be. <laughs> Imagine though, if you did that film with a budget. Maybe how many famous people you could perhaps get involved because they'd yeah. want to be Freddy Krueger for that particular scene. Yeah, that'd be cool. That, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Are there any other horror films you think deserve a mention? Like on your favourites of all time? I know we have done favourites before of horror, but that, for this one. Um, or a subcategory you don't think we've mentioned that you, you can well, think of no, it's, it's, it's not that we haven't mentioned it. I mean, when you said creature feature... Yeah. Part of me wanted to say Alien because the first Alien is so. We could have easily done Alien films as we a could have subcategory, to yeah. be honest, because there are loads. Yeah, and I but would go I, for the, the thing first is, Alien. But for like horror and scare side of it, I think none of the films have anything on the game. <laughs> no, because you're immersed in it. And you know what's coming, and exactly roughly when it's going to come in the film. But when you play that game, 
it is terrifying. It's all-consuming. It is. I'll tell you what, though. It is actually more terrifying before the first time you ever get killed by the alien. Oh, yeah, because then you're like, well, I've died now. Yes. Uh, though, that said, right, there's different levels because you started playing the game before I did, but I overtook you. Yeah. Right, so so you'd already dealt with the alien, I think, before I ever got to the alien. Yeah. So I, I got to the alien, and yes, it's terrifying. With the first time, the alien drops down, and you kind of hide under, like, the kind of little table yeah. thing. And it's also when you're in a locker, and it's just kind of... But there's later, towards the end of the game, where you end up in a nest. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty terrifying. They yeah. are talking about doing a sequel, so... Good. But yeah. will it be on a platform that I can use? Probably oh, definitely not. not. Definitely not. No. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much brings a close to our our Halloween episode for this year. I believe it does. Excellent. Now, excellent. Where can the lovely people find more of us? Oh, um, we are everywhere. Pornhub <laughs> fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm about two days away from making one. I'm just. <laughs> hey. Um, fair play. Yeah. Uh, no, you can find us on Tumblr. Please don't ask me what's on there at the moment. Um, there's also, we, we have mentioned it, we have a manic TikTok. We do. We have a manic TikTok now. Not just our TikToks. We have a, like a joint manic one now. But we do have and our own TikToks, but manic is, the, is where it's at. Well, we want you guys to go onto TikTok and follow the manic TikTok. Yeah. And that's what it's do. called. The Manic TikTok. Nice but it's simple. now complicated. So it's the dot manic dot TikTok. That's true. Yes. Why is it that now? Because I named uh, it one thing and you changed it. Uh, there was a reason. I can't remember what it is. There was a reason. You didn't know. You just wanted to make your stamp on it and make it more difficult to find. <laughs> no, 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 there was a reason. I just can't, I can't remember what it was right now. Um, yes, yeah, so, so go follow the TikTok. There will be some, hopefully, some fun stuff over on there. Um, we also have the Twitter, which will go. be handy because you can get involved in polls. And just generally, that's where we'll announce anything new and interesting, pretty much. Yeah, actually, actually, no, I'm just going to I'm just going to stop Liam there. Oh, because we announce things first in the discord, which you have to become a patron to get it. That is true. That you is true. actually will then get the second hand news on Twitter. But if you're happy with second hand news. And you don't want to be part of the elite, exclusive Patreon club. If you don't want to be the cream of the crop, that's your fault. Then that's fine. <laughs> but you can be, you'll then be able to get hold of all the secondhand news at The Manic with two M's. Very, Very important. And that's just basically, that is, the I'd say, the best place to keep up to date with us. It is yeah. maybe the best place. Easily, easily. Now, apart from that, is there anything else you'd like to plug or push while we're talking about it? There's nothing I want to plug because nothing's going on in life at the moment. No, well, does um, Yeah, but hey, I've enjoyed talking about horror films. Yeah, I do. I actually do like horrors. And, and this month of watching random horror films has been really interesting so far. Uh, I'm sure, actually, I can't, because this is a thing I didn't really note until this year. And I'm wondering, has it always happened? Or have I only just paid attention this year? Everyone seems to be treating Halloween as an entire month. Yeah, they do. No, I didn't realise that. For they me, do. it's a day. Unless you're a shop. 
because Halloween is just an inconvenience between you and Christmas. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've never been as big on Halloween as everyone else. I like Halloween because I like... I'm definitely more the horror element than I am the Christmas element. Yeah. For things. Um, I like Christmas. You get to eat lots of food. You get presents. Good times. But um, I do like Halloween. I'm not a trick-or-treater fan. You know, yeah. I got mugged at least twice on Halloween when I was a child. And it's, it's not it's not my favourite element of it, but I do like the idea of dressing up. I like the idea of, of as being an adult doing like Halloween parties and that kind of stuff. I like that element, and I do like yeah. I do enjoy the horror films. Yeah. But um, while you're listening to this, Halloween's about a week away, so you still got a week until Halloween. Watch lots of horror films. I'm going to. I think the the week leading up to Halloween yeah. is I'm going to do my Halloween week. I think what you'll do is you'll end up watching more horror films than me, but in a week. Possibly. <laughs> that sounds like me, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, apart from what we've already pointed out, you can go check us out over on the, the Twitter and our new TikTok, which we'd love for you to do. But other than that, Tobias, I think it's time to say goodbye. Bye, people. <laughs> Look after yourselves. Stay safe. And most importantly, stay manic.